Yes, people! Woo! It is Wednesday, which means you're getting some more echoes from the void in your eardrum, people. And as always, we've got a fun one planned for you. Now, you know, it's been scrolling through the news, seeing what interesting things are out there. And I gotta say, I gotta say, people, one of the things I saw are a bit worried. It, it was a bit concerning, right? There's a piece up over at ABC, and um, it, it's one of them. Uh, this is how it started. This is me now pictures. I mean, they're not using that caption, but it's a picture of, uh, you know, old uh, Kim Jong-un over in North Korea. And they're saying, right? They're, uh, you know, everyone's thinking that old Kim might be ill, right? Because they're saying, hey, look, there's some pictures of him. And he was a lot bigger than what he is now. So, obviously, that means that he, he must be sick. And I'm like, people, 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 what are we doing? Are we fat shaming a head of state? Hurry. Old, old poor Kim Jong-un, you know, he, he, he's been using the lockdown like a lot of us. Being like, hey... I'm, I'm trying to get in shape, right? I understand the perils of COVID-19, right? Uh, you know, I could shed a few pounds. I'm going to go on a, uh, a juice fast. Yeah, I'm going to set an example for my peoples. So he shed some weight. He, he's lost some pounds. And instead of, you know, everyone coming out and going, hey, good on you, son. You did good. Yeah? They're mocking him. They're saying that he looks ill. And it, uh, is that what we want to be as a people? Do we want to be that? I mean, ask yourself, please. Ask yourself. You know? I, I, I think, you know, as what usually happens, the celebrities all come out and pat themselves on the back. I believe the world leaders should come out and go, hey, Kim. We see what you're doing. Good going, man. Keep it up. Hurry. Right? I'll see you on the Peloton on Saturday, Kimmy boy. Oh, it is a shame when these things happen, right? <laughs> now, also, right? I, there's this piece, and um, it's it's all right. It's a bit of a crazy story because they're trying to spin it. As an LGBTQ situation, but it's really just an argument, right? Two people had an argument, that's all it is, right? So basically, um, we have a uh, assistant Utah Attorney General, Stephen Werfrick, he's trying to get some sleep. Right? It's the weekend. He's trying to get some sleep. And someone comes knocking at his door. Someone is knocking at his door on a Saturday. Right? And he is not 
impressed. Right, person knocking at his door is Darian Mano, who is uh, running for uh, election in the Salt Lake City Council. Right, he, he wants to become the new mayor. Right, but, but it's like, you know, he's sold as, you know, the first Asian American, he's um, an LGBTQ politician, blah, 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 blah. But all that happened was, right, he, he knocks on my man's door and he's pissed. So he sends him an email going, <laughs> well, he, he basically read him the riot act. You know what I mean? He read him the riot act, right? Um, he said something along the lines um, he's going to do everything in his power to see um, Manu will never get elected to any office higher than a dog catcher. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what I mean that that that's what uh, that's what was said. Man, you ain't gonna get a better job than a dog catcher, and um, yeah, there seems to be issues. <laughs> you because the, the headline over at ABC is Utah Attorney Sorry for Email Rant to LGBTQ Councilman, and it's just like someone was pissed off, they got woke up. Right, there's no, like, there was no, um, gender slurs or anything, like, racial slurs, there was no slurs, he's just like, fuck you, you piece of shit, you woke me up, now, if there's more, fine, but it's, that's not what's being reported here, it's not what's being reported here, right, and, um, you know, Manu's like, it was hard not to wonder why the that email was so particularly aggressive. But you woke him up. <laughs> People get cranky when they get woken up. Right? And, he, you know, he's come out and he's apologised. I'd be like, oh, fuck you. It's a Saturday. I want my ass to be woken up in the morning. Right? Do you want to be woken up in the morning? Because if you are happy with this shit, I will come to your houses and wake your asses up six o'clock every Saturday for the next month. How about that, sons of bitches? How about that? I ain't apologizing for something. Like, this is a ridiculous story. And trying to spin it like it is anything other than what it is, is insane. It's laughable. It is truly, truly motherfucking laughable, man. But, uh, yeah, it's what we seem to find ourselves in right now, people. Everyone is trying to find an angle to be her. Ugh. But, uh, yes. <laughs> That's the world we live in, people. That's the world we live in. But, shall we get into this week's episode? I think we should do. So, people, buckle up. Let's go. Go and let's, uh, yeah, let's get amused. All right, <laughs> man. I have to say, right, sometimes you, you wonder about the legal system, right, because it makes no sense whatsoever. Now, there's this dude in Scotland, right, 
dude in Scotland that, whew, I mean, it's a crazy story. I mean, he he gets arrested for um, you know, rape and shit. Flees the country. Yeah, then um, pretends he died. Right, and you look at his sentence and you're like, say what? <laughs> How the fuck are you getting this? Right, so um, yeah, this this guy Kim Avis. Right, was a um a market trader in Inverness, right? But um, seemed to have got himself in a bit of a sticky situation, right? Seemed to have got himself into a situation. Um, but yeah, he he's uh, you know, they were after him for rape, and he's on bail now. I wonder, like. I don't even know how you're giving someone like this bail, right, I don't know, because it's not just rape, but paedophilia, right, because he's, he, he tried to rape, I think, what is it, 11 and a 12 year old, that we know of, right, and I say that because people that will do all of this, there's definitely more, there is Definitely more that no one knows about, right? But paedophilia, rape, how's that person getting out on bail? That's shocking to me. But yeah, he he then is able to flee to California, which you think to yourself, how did that happen? <laughs> How the hell Because this is 2019 This isn't, you know, like the 80s Where you think, oh well there wasn't face recognition You know, we didn't have the, you know Like the internet like we have it now So circulating his information was hard No, it's a click of a motherfucking button And, you know, all ports Airports, rail stations, all of that should have this motherfucker's image. But for some reason, he's able to flee. And it's not like his um, new identity was that crazy original, right? So, as I said, look, name is Kim Avis. His new name he was using was Ken Gordon Avis. I like you read Ken Kim, right? It, it's still pretty much the. I'm like, what? Ah, oh, man, some silly ass shit, silly ass shit. But he fled with his son. Fled with his son. They don't tell us how old his son is. I'm assuming he's um. You know, because the son's reported him missing and, you know, so I'm thinking the son's probably not too young. Like, the son is old enough. You know what I mean? The son is old enough. <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, they, 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 they're traveling, they're supposedly traveling around, right? They're meant to have been going hiking and all of this. Having an adventure. But he decides to go for a night swim. 
decides to go for a night's trim at um, Mon- Monastery Beach. Alright, so it's a notorious beach with crazy tides and all of this. People, you, you know, you, you're meant to be careful. And there's signs all over the spot telling you, be careful. So the fact that, you know, he... Now, listen, yes, people do do that shit, right? People still do that stupid shit because people be stupid. But, um, yeah, he, he's out there swimming when he's not meant to be swimming. But, um, you know, then they report him missing. Now, I... I what you get though, right? So where when the police uh you know, they've interviewed the police and they're talking and it's just like, well, you know, huh, well, thingy thingy thought it was a bit suspicious and but which is all hindsight, right? There's I you know, you be in those situations when something happens and then you know, you're talking like, should we do this? And people are like, Yeah, yeah, we should do this and then someone's like, you know what? At the time, I thought it was going to be a mistake. And you're like, you didn't say anything, fuckface. Like, you need to shut up, right? It's so, oh my God. It's it's the, it's, it's the worst. When people try and act like, well, I could have, I figured something. I'm like, if you don't say it at the time, you need to shut the fuck up. But anyway, the police supposedly were suspicious of it. Now, I will give it the fact that I mean, it was suspicious. <laughs> because if you're at the beach and you're staying, you've you've got a hotel. You're meant to be staying at a hotel, but you're bringing your passport and just all of your valuables to the beach. That's an odd one, right? Because you're going swimming on your own. You're going swimming on your own. You're going to leave all your valuables just there. Just there. Just there. So any passerby could come steal your shit. You don't want to lose your fucking passport. But this dude left his shit, right? So it's just like, mm, yeah, that I, I will say that was bait, right? So um, anyway, they then find this dude in... Colorado, they find him in Colorado, but what is just, ugh, I, you just look at it like the dude ain't smart, because motherfucker used his bank account, right, so it, it's not like he did, hadn't set up a separate account or anything, no, he used his own fucking bank account, which you're just like, Oh my god. And I'm saying, right, it was a few months, it was a month or so later after he supposedly gone missing. It wasn't years later he dipped into his account and they were still mo- no, 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 no. It was a month, month later. Right? And you're just like, oh, this dude's gotta be a dumb dumb. <laughs> He's gotta be a dumb dumb. I who else is doing that shit? Right? Who else is doing that shit? But yeah, they uh, they <laughs> they rearrest him and deport him back to uh, deport him back to Scotland, right? Deport him back to Scotland where he gets fifteen years, 
15 years and that that seems a little shocking to me you know what I mean it seems a little shocking when you see what this scummy piece of shit did you're just like wait how the fuck is he getting 15 years you know that's crazy so he got he got charged with raping three women right got charged with that then attempted rape right attempted rape of um a 12 year old and sexually assaulting an 11 year old which i mean what even would that be you know but it's like both 12 and 11 are children <laughs> they are that is classified as a child that's pedophilia so you have all of that but on top of that there was 14 charges 14 charges and they're saying he gets what 11 years no 12 years right for the rapes and the assault and the other charges just 12 years, just 12 years, like, you think it should just be 12 years for one of those things, you know what I mean, I'm like, what, and then he gets three years for missing bail, three years for missing bail, right, and you're thinking, but what about fleeing the country, this bail's just not turning up to court. But so what about fleeing the country and then pretending you were dead, faking your death? So they had to put out a manhunt utilizing you know, the Coast Guard, the police, all of them different peoples. Right. So there's all that money and time and all of that. So with all of that, it's 15 years, 15 years, and you know, like, people never have to serve the fall, right, so, is this motherfucker gonna get out on 10, maybe less, how insane is that, right, that that is baffling, but then people went to jail for COVID breaches, <laughs> and they get things like five years and crazy, crazy. So you just like, wait, how does this add up? This makes no sense. And hey, what's what are you charging the kid with? Like his son. Now they don't say how old his son. Now he's fifty-seven. All right. So yeah, I wonder how old the son is. They don't say. But, you know, I'm like, how old is that son? And how, how how's he getting away with this shit? Now, listen, right? I understand you want to help someone out, especially if they're blood, right? But, hey, if someone I know, <laughs> you know I mean, fiddled kids, yeah, no. Nah, we ain't cool. Right? We ain't cool. Just, like, the rape alone. We ain't cool. Right? You rob a bank. I whatever. I don't care. Right? There's other crimes you could have done, which I'd probably help you out. I'll do you a solid. 
But when it comes to rape and pedo, yeah, there's a line, motherfucker. I ain't helping you. I'm gonna beat you. I'll give you some of that. You know what I mean? I ain't helping you. You know what I mean? So, hey, just, you know, so actually, so I don't have to have this conversation with people down the line. Understand, right? This, this is a, a an open call to any motherfucker, right? You rape, don't call me. <laughs> I ain't helping you. <laughs> we will have words. Alright, so yeah, that's out there, motherfuckers, no phone calls, because I don't get down with that, it's a baffling case, man, baffling case, I want to know, if, once he finishes his, you know, term here, does he get extradited to America to serve for the fuckers he, you know, did out there, right, now, I'd be fine with that, right, so you'd be like, alright, he serves 15 here, then he goes there, has to serve another 15, yeah, I'd be down with that, and then maybe in the American jail someone can shank him, yeah, I mean, that, that would be okay, that's a, that's an okay outcome, otherwise, hmm, no, <laughs> otherwise, this is a joke, right, it's a joke, Man, come on, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing, people? Hey, when someone's banged to rights, when someone is banged to rights on the grime, yeah, you gotta do something. You gotta do something. Because this, this sends a weird message, I feel. Just send a weird message, you know what I mean? You can rape and kind of get away with it. Because that's what that is. Ain't hard crime. You know what I mean? Definitely ain't hard crime. Hard time, even. Yes. Need to, man, my words are just, you know, all over the place today. But, um, yeah, what a piece of shit. A lot of times, right, we see these stories. These stories hit, and you just think, right, what's the actual purpose of this story? Because it, it seems... It's more of a promotion for something or it's something else, right? Because the story itself, it's nothing, right? It's a non-starter. And that is the situation with um, DC's Harley Quinn cartoon, right? There's a, a popular animated Harley Quinn cartoon, which I believe is hitting its third season Right, hitting its third season, and you know, the Harley Quinn character is extremely popular with people, which, right, definitely an interesting one, right? When you, you know, just all the different DC characters that's one of the ones everyone vibes with, but yeah, they are people digger, people digger. And the the makers of the cartoon, they're uh, you know they're, they're talking about the fact that they wanted to have a scene where Batman and Catwoman are having sex, you know. But the DC bosses said no, and they're like shocked and surprised. And you think that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie, right? 
you, you know what I mean? You're, you're planning for your third season. You've already had two seasons. So you already know your boundaries. That you would have pushed out stories in that first season that got vetoed. In the second season, after being renewed, you're like, ah, okay. All right, what can we do? Oh, let's try this. Let's go for this. Boom, boom, boom. Right? So they would have done that. But even before, even before, with any sort of program, there's a Bible that gets created you know what I mean? You work out, alright, these are the arcs, these are the things that we can do, these are the things we can't do, these are characters we can mess with, you know, these are characters we can't, this is what happens, right? And we know this is what happens from the many, the many different comic book shows that are out there. You know, we often hear about, oh, well, we wanted to use this character, but we didn't. So we created this character instead. Or, oh, and that's why we, this character showed up in the show. You know, there's always those stories. Those have been out there for years. So to try and pretend that you didn't know, right? You didn't know that you couldn't do a certain thing. Couldn't do a certain... It's ludicrous, right? So, the way all of this is put out there, right? They wanted to have Batman going down on Catwoman, right? They wanted to have Batman going down on Catwoman, and, like, the the whole thing that's written is just ridiculous, right? So, um... What uh, you know? What I say. This is what they say, right? So, um, a perfect example of that is this third season of Harley, when we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman, he said, and DC was like, "You can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that." He added, "They're like heroes don't do that." So we said, "Are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers?" Ugh. They were like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. It's hard to sell a toy if Batman is going down on someone. I mean, it's, the response is stupid, but the other fear, are you saying that heroes are selfish? Ugh. Ah, like, you just want to punch that person in the face. Be like, you asshole. Like, what... What the fuck are you doing, man? What the fuck are you doing? I it, it's just stupid, stupid. But like, how would they have it? Like, I think that scene it's a shock value thing, right? It it's like in the recent um Jupiter's Legacy, when you had the character with that teleporting wand thing appears in their headquarters, and you've got one of the girls going down on one of the others. You're just like, it's there for shock value, though it's not shocking. <laughs> like, who's watching that and going, oh my god, it's a girl going down on a girl. Oh, oh, that's crazy. Or even if it was a dude going down on a dude, or a, a girl going on a guy, a guy going on a girl, no one cares. It's it's nothing you haven't seen in other shit. You know what I mean? But it it's there as a shock. 
right? It, it, it's there as a shock, right? It, if you really wanted to convey, there's other ways of conveying shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's what they want. That's what they wanted to do, and they were turned down. And as I said, they knew they would get turned down. They they knew they would get turned down. But then to end, right? To end it all. <laughs> the um the co-creator said, you know, um DC Comics had been remarkably supportive of their series and has allowed them to push the envelope numerous times. So what the fuck is the story then? You know what I mean? Like you've been allowed to do all manner of things in your show, but you're like, oh, but we wanted a character to have sex, and they said no. Urgh. Those animals, those beasts. It's just like, you dumb fucks. Because if I saw that, right, I'm like, listen, we, you know, we've let you do shit. We've let you go crazy. We asked you to do one thing, just one thing. And you're trying to throw us under the bus for that? Go fuck yourself. Your show is done. Yeah, I'd cancel those motherfuckers. I'm like, hey, don't be a cunt. You know what I mean? Because that's what they're doing. They're being little cunts. Right? It's just like, oh, we were trying to do something edgy. It's not edgy, you fucking idiots. It's infantile. You're little babies. You're trying to get some shine, right? Because that's all this is. Them, them trying to be like, oh, look at what we were trying. We were trying to do something positive. No, you weren't. You weren't. You're a bunch of jackasses. You're a bunch of jackasses. And what, you wanted a slap on the back? You wanted to be praised? Ugh. People like that, man. Just some sick little fucking weirdos. Sick little sport weirdos. Fucking idiots. Hey, so Lynn Manuel Miranda, right? He's he's pretty much I he's kinda like the Don Dada of Hollywood. You know what I mean? Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. He's got mad projects all over the place. All over the place. You know, part like I he created Hamilton, right? I believe that was his thing. You know what I mean? And one of his other musicals. You know what I mean? Stage things in the Heights, right? It's finally hit the big screen. They turned it into a film. Turned it into a film. Now, there's two things about this film that have, yeah, caused a little stir. Caused a little stir. Now, let, let's hit one thing first, right? Because they're saying it was a bit of a disappointment in the box office, right? A lot of the analysts were like, oh, I think it's going to make tw- at least 20, at least 20 in its opening weekend, right? Opening three days. And it didn't. It it didn't make 20. It made 11.4, and we're saying million, which, you know, it's not terrible, I, and everyone's like, oh, we're surprised. It got good reviews. How, how, how cut? And you're just like, wait, are we really having this conversation? <laughs> you're like, 
are we are we really having this? People are worried about going out. Right? People are worried about going out because of COVID is still there. We're still getting told, oh, there's a new variant, there's this, there's that. So people are a little worried. Plus, right, you've got the whole having to wear a mask in the cinema for a few hours, which, you know, it, it, it's not always the best. Listen, you don't mind, look, go, having to wear it on the bus when you're going somewhere. You're like, all right, it's cool. I wear it for 10 minutes and then I'll take it off once I'm out in the out in the open air. I can take this damn thing off. It's gravy, right? And you don't mind doing that thing because you know, once you're out, you're out and you don't have to wear it. If you go to a restaurant, you don't have to wear it because you're eating. But in a cinema, you gotta wear it. And if a film is two and a half hours, ugh, yeah, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a pain, you know. And also remember, this is out simultaneously on HBO Max. So if you've got HBO Max, if you're pay, already paying for HBO Max, and it's not so much of a, well, it's there, so I'm never going to the cinema again, but if it's a choice of wearing a mask in a cinema or watch it at home without, you would choose at home, <laughs> you mean, you would choose at home, right, it, it's a pretty, I think it's pretty straightforward, and it's so dishonest to be like, Oh yeah, it's shocking. We don't know why. And you'd be like, ah, you do, you fucking fake pieces of shit. You know exactly why. But you're trying to pretend. You're trying to pretend. So there is that. Right? There is that. Now the other thing, the other thing that has hit this film is the whole colorism situation. Right? That is an issue that, uh, yeah, we we find people talking about, you know. And I say colorism because people feel that only light-skinned Latino actors um, have been chosen to, uh, yeah, be in the production you know, which is, um, yeah, it's something, right, something, now, I don't, I haven't watched it, I haven't watched it, so, you know, I, I think it's just come out over here, or it might not even be out in the UK yet, I don't know, I haven't, you know, ventured yet, but, um, you know, and I, I think they're saying in lead roles, you know what I mean, so it might not be, like, you know, there, there possibly is dark skin actors in other roles, but just not the lead ones, that's what they're saying, you know, um, so I think Anthony Ramos is, is playing one of the lead roles, right, um, yeah, it's hard to tell who else, right, because I don't know, I think, like, Leslie Grace, you know what I mean, I think she's a lead character, but, um, yeah, they're just saying there's not enough 
dark skin representations because you know it's one of those things right like most races you have different complexions you know you have different complexions and only one lot are represented and it's all it's an issue it is an issue because you know it, it's just like again like with most races there is often a hierarchical thing that isn't necessarily talked about, right? So light skin people, you you know, it's usually that way round, but it's yeah, light skin, you get a better a better rub of things. You know, better jobs, better better, better wages, better opportunities. It's just all of that kind of jazz, right? And it's something that happens in every single, every single, you know, black, Indian, you know, Asian. You know, it's a thing. It's a thing. And, and even with white people, right? Come on now. Everyone's always mocking a ginger person, right? Everyone's always mocking a ginger person. And, you're, you know, it's always, when you see things written, it's not like, oh, dark hair, blonde hair. They're the ones, right? They're, they're the ones that are always kind of looked at as the preferential. So, yeah, it, you know, understand, it's something that is across the board. But, uh, yeah, this this problem, boom, it blew up, it blew up, right, and, yeah, Miranda commented, right, Miranda put out a a comment about the whole situation, um, which, uh, like, his response is kind of shit, It is a bit rubbish, man. It is a bit rubbish, right? So what is said is, um, is this, right? I started writing in the Heights because I didn't feel seen. And over the past 20 years, all I wanted was for us, all of us, capital all, um, to feel seen. I'm seeing the discussion around Afro-Latino representation in our form this weekend and it is clear that many in our dark-skinned Afro-Latino community don't feel sufficiently represented within it, particularly among the leading roles. You know, hear the hurt and frustration over colorism. Um, Our film fell short. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know what I mean? Uh, I hear that without sufficient dark-skinned Afro-Latino representation, the work feels extractive of the community we wanted so much to represent with pride and joy. In trying to paint a mosaic of this community, we fell short. I'm truly sorry. I'm learning from the feedback. I thank you for raising it, and I'm listening. Yeah, and then, you know, it's the dedicated to learning and evolving. It's it's kind of infuriating. It's kind of infuriating, right? Just because, 
Like you know the situation man Like you know the situation And understand Listen I'm not saying Lin-Manuel Miranda is a bad person Right He has definitely helped to open things up It's definitely helped to open things up But I'm just saying As an apology That shit Right, so you either you don't issue an apology, you don't issue an apology, like because you know John Ch- John Chu directed the film, right, and they're just like, well, you know, we we just were looking to hire the best people for the roles, you know, so we weren't looking at like that's all you said that if you want to say that's what you be right, be like, listen, we interviewed so many people, it just so happened these people had the best. They had the best tests, right? They had the best reads for the characters. And at the end of the day, we're trying to put out a great film. Now, look at our fucking film, right? Look at the film. Are you telling me there's no dark people up in that film? Yeah, there's plenty. So, fuck off, right? You you say that. Or, I don't know, right? You could just say, listen... Hey, I'm trying to open things up for motherfuckers, right? Sometimes you just, you know, it's a difficult thing. Sometimes it's a difficult thing. Look, we spoke to blah blah, but they were busy. We then tried blah, they were busy too. Hey, and so we had this. So, fuck off. You know, but you can't. You can't put something out like what he put out there. It's some weak ass shit. And being like dedicated to learning and evolving. I'm like, that is not a response right now. Because it's weak. Right? Like, these things have been discussed time and time again over the last few years. Years So to try and act like Oh I didn't realise You'd be like Fuck you man Fuck you You know what I mean So like the response is weak The response is weak But I'm saying Hey just don't give one (laughs) Don't give one Say look I created a fucking film I employed all these motherfucking people Go fuck yourselves Right? Like, you can't put this shit out there. It looks like you're a cunt. Because, look, he struggled. He struggled to get work over the years. So it's like, he will, he understands. He understands the situation. But this is like, oh, I didn't understand. And then it's just like, you know, for years I've been, you know, I created something because I didn't see any representation. And then I decided not to have representation in it. You know, it it just looks dumb. It looks like a dumbass response. You're like, wait, say, what? What what are you saying, man? This makes no sense. What are you doing? Huh? You know? So, um, yeah, little weird. Little weird, Miranda. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm saying to you, son. Stop. Don't embarrass yourself. You know what I mean? Because this is embarrassing. Just tell people to go fuck themselves. And leave it at that. Leave it at that. 
It's, yeah, man, it's weird. It's weird. You know what I mean? Man, I have to say, this is, there's a crazy case over in, um, I think North Carolina, right? Well, where a sperm donor had been hit with a huge motherfucking sum he had to pay, you know, on, on child support, which seems crazy, right, he was told to pay $13,600 in back support, and then $50 each month, and get health insurance for the kid, and you're like, wait, what the fuck, (laughs) it makes no sense, it's insane, insane, right, so, you know, I mean, what happened was, Right, a, a a woman, Erica Glenn, wanted to have a kid. Wanted to have a kid. You know, she had a partner at the time, and um, I don't know. Maybe there was some sort of issue with him, or I don't. Who knows? But they they found this um this guy Anthony Garlitz, and they were like, "Yo, can you be a sperm donor?" They entered a verbal contract where he um, he was like, all right, let's do this. And, you know, Glenn had a kid. Had a kid. You know, they did, you know, did all the thing. Um, now, they, they moved, right? This all happened in North Carolina. They moved um, a few years later. A few years later to California. And that's when it got weird. So when she moved to California, see, this is the thing, right? Because it doesn't say what happened with the partner, but it just says when she goes to California, she's collecting benefits, right? Collecting benefits. And uh, then five years later in 2019, the Department of Social Services were like, hmm, we need to get this garlets to pay child support. Yeah, and um, yeah, so they go after the dude to make him pay money, which is a weird one, right? There's, I don't even think, from all accounts, he's not listed as the dad on the birth certificate, right? it's, It's just Glenn as a single mother. That's what it's down as. Then we find out that they actually all went to court Right, they all went to court with Glenn, um, with Gala, you know, signing over his rights as parent of the kid, you know, which you do if, if that's the thing, right? So you then go to yourself, how the fuck is this dude? How was he in the first place made to pay child support? And why wasn't the partner, right? You'd think. The person who she was with when they decided to do all of this. Surely that is the person who would be paying the child support. Because it's not like, you know, out of the blue, she comes home and is like, Oh, by the way, I decided to get in um, inseminated by a stranger. <laughs> because, yeah, that dude is then bouncing. No, it was a decided thing was a decided thing, so if anyone was going to pay, you'd think it would be him, 
Alright, so, um, yes Now, Gala did appeal the situation And it was overturned, thankfully But, I will say It was overturned due to paternity laws in the state Right, so I think in California There doesn't seem to be anything that says If the sperm donor has to pay Which... Very problematic I mean, very problematic But in North Carolina There is There is a law, and it states Sperm donor, don't pay no money Which you think, yeah, that's fair You know, it's a fair thing So they, yeah The judge that originally made The, um, you know the, The ruling Took the law from The state Glenn was living in and the appeals judges were like, well, you have to take it from the state where the baby was conceived in. Which, yes, in all accounts, you would think that would be the fair thing. Right? That would be the fair thing. But, also, it, it does seem like, wait, shouldn't it just be the sperm donor doesn't have to pay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, huh. It, it seems weird to, if you have an agreement, you know, you've got, someone has done you the solid, right, you wanted to conceive, for whatever reason you cannot, so you sort a sperm donor, and that sperm donor is like, you know what, hey, I, I will, yeah, I'll, I'll loan you some sperm, well, it's not, it's, it's not loan, is it, <laughs> you're not getting it back at the end, no, I will give you some sperm so you can have a kid, how the fuck are you charging that person? That's some crazy ass shit. Now, if if you're in a relationship with that person, right? That's another thing because they're not a sperm donor; they're your partner, right? But if it is a a transaction, you can't charge someone for helping you. That's some crazy motherfucking shit. So, hey. The, the right thing happened, you know, the right thing happened, but, oh, people, I would check the law before you agree to do some something like this, because, boy, it seems it could bite you in the ass, and that, man, I don't think anyone wants that, because that's some crazy ass shit, some crazy ass shit. You know, and it's funny, right, because they knew about the court case, right, where they all went and, you know, Garlet signed over his rights and all of that, but they're like, well, we didn't have the records from it, <laughs> like, well, surely you would ask for them, you know, you would seek those records out, <laughs> man, some shabbiness nearly went down, boy, but, um, yeah, lucky for old Anthony Gala, he does not have to pay for this kid. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Man, he, uh, he dodged a bullet there. He definitely did. Okay, people, this week's Chin Check, we look at the Korean Zombie Dan Eag matchup. It's a good card, people. We've got great fights. So, once you're done with this episode, you need to go check it out. Pass it on to your peoples. 
all that jazz. But let's finish off this one, all right? Let's go. Well, 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 people. Sweet Tooth has now hit Netflix. So I figured I'd give it a look. I mean, right? If you have a series about a kid with antlers, you gotta give it a look. Because, you know, just, it's odd. <laughs> it, it, it's odd. You want to know what, what the fuck happened here? You know what I mean? Who was on top? The chick or the deer? Or was it the other way around? Maybe it was a dude and a doe. Who knows? How did this happen? How did it happen? Right? And um, obviously it wasn't any of those two. You know? I think that might have made a more compelling origin story. But it would seem that, um, you know, Jeff Lemire and uh, Jim Mickle had other ideas. Shame on them. Shame on them. So um, this is a a comic book series based on, um, yeah, Jim... uh, Jim... Jeff Lemire's, uh, hmm, now, I I think you would say it's an indie book, right, because it was from Vertigo, right, Vertigo being a DC imprint, but, you know, they, they, I think, especially back in the day, they never really pushed those books like they did the DC ones, so yeah, fuck it, we're calling Sweet Tooth an indie comic, right, until someone says otherwise, but that's how that's how I feel it should probably be known as. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an indie book, right? That um, I think came out in twenty two thousand and nine, two thousand and nine ran for forty six issues. So a little while, yeah, I mean definitely a little while, right? So uh, yeah, Jim Mickle. Had the task of developing it as a TV series, and it ended up on Netflix from the uh, the fourth of June. Eight episodes, right? So, um, those involved, right? So, yes, Mickle he um he executive produced the show as well as developing it, along with Susan Downey and Robert Downey Jr. Amanda Burrell, Linda Moran, and Beth Schwartz. The producers were Evan Moore, Mel Turner, Christiana Ham. Cinematography was handled by David Garbett, Aaron Morton, and John Cavill. Edited by Michael Bernan and Sean Paper. Right, so, um, yes, it has a, it's got a good cast, right? So, we have, um, well, I will say, it's all narrated by James Brolin. You know, so we have that narration. Um, Our main character, Gus, is played by Christian Convery. Uh, We have um, Tommy Jeppard. Played by Nusu Anzi. Um, ooh, 
Poo, probably Pooba. Pooba is played by Will Forte. Um, we then have uh, Dr. Addy, otherwise known as Adite Singh, is played by Adele Adele Akhtar. His wife, Rani, is played by Alicia Velnani. Um, we then have, ooh, I mean, there's just so bloody many. Uh, let's go with Birdie, who is, mm, we won't say, actually. <laughs> Birdie is played by Amy Simzetz. Um, we have, uh, oh gosh, Amy, she's played by Dania Ramez. Uh, Wendy, or Pigtail, is played by Naledi Murray. Um, we have Bear, obviously Bear, played by Stephanie Lavi Owen. Um, I mean, they're our main ones, really. I mean, we've got General Douglas Abbott, played by Neil Sandilands, right? Um, yeah, I, I feel they're our, our main peoples up in the piece, right? And the, oh, yeah, let's go with the premise of the show. So, ten years ago, the Great Crumble, a virus killed many people in the world and led to the mysterious emergency of, or emergence of hybrid babies, born part human, part animal. Unsure if hybrids are the cause or result of the virus, many humans fear and hunt them. Gus, a half-deer hybrid, lives in the wilderness with his father, who dies of the virus when Gus is nine years old. Gus discovers a box with what he believes is a picture of his mother in it, buried by his father beneath a tree with the word Colorado written on it. A year after his father's death, Guff, Guff, Gus sets a fire before deciding to leave to find his mother. The fire alerts nearby hunters to his location who try to murder Gus for sport. The hunters are visibly surprised Gus can speak and are soon killed by Tommy Shepard, a lone traveller who tries to leave Gus behind. Instead, Gus follows Shepard, insisting he escort him to his mother in Colorado. Shepard resists, but still protects Gus as he won't leave him alone. Together they set out on an extraordinary adventure across what is left of America in search of answers about Gus's origins, Shepard's past and the true meaning of home. But their story is full of unexpected allies and enemies and Gus quickly learns to lush dangerous world outside the forest is more complex than he ever could have imagined. Bum, bum, bum. Sounds pretty compelling, right? Well, you know, 
that's it. Now, I think one interesting thing I read about this series was that um, Mickle and crew, they didn't want to show a bleak apocalypse. You know what I mean? They they, they wanted to show a, a kind of happier side of things. So we don't see a lot of blood and craziness with killings. Killings do happen, but they're mostly off-screen or implied. You know what I mean? Which is fine, right? Because, yeah, there is a trend to make shows about the pandemic, and I don't know why. I don't know why, because I have no real interest, right, so I have no issue with that, I think it is one of those shows that, I think it it seems that it wants to show, like, you know, oh, these people are bad, these people could be good, and Gus is the innocent, always positive, always happy, you know, that, that's the kind of vibe, but, like, what you find here, for me, it's, look, the show is fine, right, but there are things that are infuriating, <laughs> oh my gosh, there are definitely things that, I mean, make no sense, or it's just poorly handled, you know what I mean, so, I think, a lot of the early episodes start with flashbacks, like flashbacks to situations. And episode one, we have Gus and his dad, Pooba. You know what I mean? So we, we kind of see bits of that. And then we also see the sings. You know, so we kind of be like, oh, so people, right, 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 right. And that's how they, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, right? I think there's one thing that always seems because we have out we whichever characters we're following, you know, and there's a as a, you know as mentioned there's a, there's a lot of characters, you know, so whoever we seem to be following, you know, whether it's the Sings, whether it's Pooba, whether it's Amy, you know, Birdie, like they always seem to stumble upon. What they need, right? Like, you know, Pooba when he's walking Gus into the forest, stumble on a cottage, like a cottage that, you know, we do see him supposedly do it up. But we, you know, especially in the flashbacks that we see of him later on in the episodes, you don't get the sense that he's the dude that's going to be able to do up this cottage in a perfect way and you do see the cottage kind of in a perfect way now if it's if we'd seen this ramshackle thing with leaking and you know windy and all of that might have been a little more believable but there is that right you know what I mean like Amy she stumbles upon the zoo you know the the things well they're in their own house and all of that but I I, I think you know with with these places there isn't this kind of big thing of you know what there's all these people that must be looking for places to be these are ripe <laughs> you know like these are ripe for people to stumble upon 
And if they do, they will try and raid it. Right? It, it's one of those things that you did wonder. Why the fuck did Amy not have grab bags ready for the go? You know what I mean? Like, look, you, you've got your zoo. Right? A, a huge place in any city is an old zoo. Right? And, I mean, it was one of those things. When she stumbled into it, I'm just thinking... Wait, hold on. Surely you'd be a bit like there could be any number of animals <laughs> like in this spot. You know what I mean? Like the snakes, the whatever there is in this motherfucking zoo, the bears, whatever, lions, tigers. Oh my. You'd be worried that they're around any corner ready to eat you, but she just stumbles, she wanders in, all like, oh, I found this big place, lovely, right, so there is that, but she's in this zoo, and um, I would be like, oh, if I can just wander into this spot, other people go and wander into this spot, but no one does, no one does, which is a little strange, again with the cottage, no one, no one just, you know, through the woods finds this cottage, which is weird, but we have these things, you know, um, now, what we see with, you know, um, Gus, we see Pooba teaching him, like, reading him stories, teaching him about the world, just all of this stuff, that does seem to get forgotten, Right, you, which is just like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Because, listen, the, Gus is meant to be nine when Pooba dies, so ten when he ventures out. And it's like, <sighs> listen, it's still young, yes. There's no doubt ten is still young. But, I will say this, right? There are definitely things that you, you know, you're told and you will remember, right? You're old enough to be like, all right, if someone's telling me not to do this, I'm, I, I probably shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this thing. But then we just see Gus later on do all manner of stupidness. All manner of stupidness. And you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. surely he's not. Like, why are we playing Gus like he's an idiot? Because that's how he's getting played, right? It, it is, you know, he gets tricked in with sweet. He gets tricked with sweet. He's got a sweet tooth, hence the name. Meh. Meh. Like, I'm not calling a kid sweet. I might be like, yo, you like sweet? Oh, motherfucker, you need to calm down or you're getting diabetes. I was like, see, I'd be like, yo, diabetes over here. That's the nickname you're giving him. You're not calling him Sweet Tooth. I ain't giving him a stupid, goofy name like that. If he like diabetes, that's what you're calling that motherfucking kid. <laughs> it's just like, Arr. but anyway, I digest. No, I digress. I don't digest. Haven't eaten. Um, but yeah, so there's this weird. But you know, there's that. 
He then gets told, right, when um, Big Man saves his ass, it's like, yo, don't run off, don't be an idiot. But then he runs off again, and again, and again. Every time he gets into trouble and he's told, yo, you need to stop doing this. You're going to get yourself in trouble. Right? And you're thinking, all right, fine, maybe once, right? Maybe even twice. But you learn. Kids learn. They're not stupid. And they will make mistakes, but it, it, you're after getting scared. Golded a few times, right? It it needs something big to entice you to do something like that again, right? And that's not what we're seeing with this, which does make you be like, wait, what the fuck are we doing here? You know what I mean? It, it it's one of them things that it, I just find kind of weird, right? Because you're trying to show because there's plenty of ways. Of, of getting, you know, these points across in the story. Like, you don't have to have them do the stupidest fucking things. But that's what they always want to do. Right? Now, I will say, right, there's, there's this bit when a character gets killed. Right? By accident, they get killed. It is very fortunate. But, the, um... You know, we find out that the character's body is put in a fridge. And you're just like, wait, out of all the things that could have happened here, didn't need to do that. Didn't need to do that. Also, didn't need to hide the body. Right, this is this is the one thing about, like, just people doing stupidness for no reason. Right? A horse kicked someone, killed them. Which, you know, everyone knows you get kicked by a horse, it's going to be a problem. Right? You will have the prints of the horseshoe on the person. There will be horseshoe prints on the person. Or hoof marks on the person. There is no way there wouldn't be. So, what you would do is be like, sure, we made a noise, and the horse, boom, this happened. Like, it's something that everyone would be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, my gosh, look at that horse print, hoof print, right? It's not someone to someone to be like, oh, I don't think that would happen. Like, it's things that we have known have happened, so it, it's just a weirdness, but yeah, they're hiding a body and all of this guffing, right? You you scratching your head like, what the, what the fuck are these people doing, huh? I, it, it, it's just you know we we have numerous of these things going down. Hey, right? one thing they don't ever really explain is how the fuck the electricity is on. Because we're shown, like, all of these places are deserted and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, all these people are dead and rah, rah, rah. But electricity isn't an issue, right? Everyone seems to have electricity. So much so, a kid's army, which 
It's not really an army. <laughs> you know I mean? It's a militia at the most. Right? It's a militia at the most. <laughs> I would just call it more a ragtag band. But, right, they have electricity and we're introduced to them playing, I don't know, something like Dance Dance Revolution. Which, you know, definitely fun. And... It's not a bad little, you know, intro because then we see them kind of use those techniques for fighting, right? Which is like, I, I, I'm down with that. But kids against adults, I'm just saying, <laughs> it is it is not one of them things that you're like, oh yeah, I, I see a bunch of kids just. Beating up on some adults, right? Is it's a strength thing. Like one punch from a grown adult gonna fuck up a kid. Alright? Unless it's a weedy ass adult, gonna fuck up a kid. Alright? It's just stuff that ain't gonna be addressed. And you do scratch your head and be like, yo, what are you trying to say here, man? What what are we trying to say? You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, you know, I would listen. I'm you know it might sound like I'm dunging it, but you know the story itself is interesting, right? Because you're kind of like, all right, so what blow with this whole sickness? How did it all come about and all of that, right? What, what What's the deal with all of this stuff? Because we see things like the market and the trains are running. So you're just like, all right, so how is all of this happening? We have this infrastructure. So there's things that you're intrigued about, right? The, the big bads are the last men, um, which intriguing, right? Because it's kind of that whole thing of like, oh, there's no bad women. <laughs> I, who the fuck are we kidding, man? Who the, come on now? Come on. Are we trying to say there's no bad women up in this place? There were women in the Nazis, right? There's always, look, men and women, they're, they're the same. Right, other than the generic, ge- generic, genetic, <laughs> the genetic differences between the two, women can be as bad as men. Right, we. This is a thing. What are we trying to say here? You know? And there's these weird narratives like um, the hybrid, the hybrid children are are better than us, and you'll be like, mm, how how fuck we know that. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's just listen, it's human nature. That there's some people that are a little fuckeries. You know what I mean? This this isn't a thing that's like oh, all humans are good and or these humans are definitely better than it. No. The humans are just, you know, there's good, there's bad, there's indifferent, there's grey areas, right? And to try and then be like, oh, but these people would be all good. That's some stupid ass shit. <laughs> That's some stupid ass shit. Because firstly, they're hybrids, so they're half human, half animal, right? So, boom, you've got that half human that could be whatever, and then animals. 
right? You have good animals, you have some fuckers animals. So, just the notion that these hybrids are going to be better. Yeah, don't know about that. Don't know about that, right? But you know, we we have these things that go down. Um, obviously, an army full of kids. Well, a band of of kids. How the fuck do you think that will go down? <laughs> yes, yes. You know I me. Mean? Now. The one thing, right, there's all a load of crazy, crazy up in this. And there are some things that make no sense. Because firstly, when we first see Pigtail, Pigtail a little baby. Pigtail a tiny little baby in a tiny little basket. Now, what is then implied later on, right? If you take a look at that baby, that baby a lot bigger than Pigtail, Right? Come on now, you you see the size, and you're just like, wait, hold, hmm, that makes no sense, right? We also have that thing, right, where the you tie everyone together, which we don't need to do that shit. Like you don't need to. Not everyone doesn't have to have met, whether it be for a while or briefly. Don't have to do it, man. It's some crazy shit. When you know people try and shoehorn that shit into something, but the thing that really just the thing that bugged me about this series was the whole adoption element of it, right? Because I think it's this weird narrative about adoption that you know you always want to see, like, oh, that means you have no, I'm be like, listen. Motherfucker grew up with a dad that was drawing him books, making him toys. All that's all he knew. That's all that little fuck fuck knew. And then it's just like I didn't have a dad. Be like, shut the fuck up. And then when they'd be like, no, Gus, what it means is, and you'd be like, there's no difficult explanation here. Motherfucker had a dad. Motherfucker had a dad. What are you doing? Right? What the fuck are you doing trying to pretend that it's not? Right? Some crazy ass shit. Like, the whole mum thing is some bizarre bullshit anyway. Because it's just like, he's not told there is a mum. (laughs) This <laughs> is like, but suddenly it's like, oh, that's my mum, right? Oh, and she lit, and it was like, wait, what, what? But yeah, it, it it's just this whole adoption thing that is just fucking stupid, stupid, right? It, it it's just yeah, it it, it, it infuriated me, man, infuriated me. Right, because he sees some pictures and then you get all of these conclusions and no one is going, um, yeah, you can't draw that conclusion from that. Right, you can't draw the conclusion from that. But it is just suddenly, oh, obviously that's that and that's that and that's that. 
And then everyone's struggling to work things out. And you're like, you are, you're grown, man. Like, you know, like, why are you struggling here? This is some stupid ass shit. Right? It, it was just this stupid ass shit that then leads to this stupid ass shit. Right? Again, Gus being dumb. Ugh. Yeah, no, actually, this did really just... This this series did irritate me, man. <laughs> like, it's not terrible. This is the thing. It's not terrible, but it's just all these things that are just infuriating. There's all these stupid things that you're just like... Um, say what? <laughs> like, wait, what are we doing here? Huh? Wait, you saying that? Come the fuck on, man. Huh? There's too much of that. It's too much of that. Urgh. Man, I don't know. Listen, hey, I will say, right, it is a lot better than, um, you know, just a lot of things. It's a lot better than a lot of things that are on TV, right? And you can see how there's people that go and dig it. Right, there's definitely people that are going to dig this, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, right, so, um, yeah, it's on Netflix, eight episodes, about 40 minutes an episode, I would say, you know, some a little longer than others, right, and there is this weaving story all the way through, they've thrown up a diverse cast, a lot of the acting is pretty decent, some of it is a little, you know, shaky, or, you know, it, 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 it's hard to really, like, blame the actors, because I think it's more story, right, it, it's like, you know, the Dr. Singh, right, you, you've got him as a coward for most of the series, and then there is this part where suddenly he's ready to rip someone's head off, and you're like, um, say what? I mean, come on, man, we don't believe that, because even when his wife was in the shit, he didn't act like that, and now all of a sudden he's acting like, be like, fuck you, come on, man, shut up, right, so there's all, there's, there's shit like this, there's shit like this all the way through, you know, it's a little weird, and we do do that thing with people walking through woods for days on end, but they're never dirty, <laughs> they're never dirty Or they don't like hold their noses around each other Because you know they must be funky Right You know, you'd think when they see bodies of water like Yo we need to try and clean ourselves Because whoo <laughs> We stink You know what I mean There's, there's none of that Which is uh, you, You'd think right You would think But nope no, 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 they don't do it, they don't do it, but, uh, yeah, it's on Netflix, people, you can check it out, I'd imagine it's getting a season two, right, I would definitely imagine people gonna be digging it, gonna be checking it out, so, yeah, you get to, uh, you know, see the world of Jeff Lemire's Sweet Tooth Brought to life if you enjoyed the comic book. I don't. I never read it. I didn't like the art. 
So I don't know what they've changed and what they haven't. But um, yeah, it's there, people. So um, go have fun. Enjoy if you like. And um, yeah, you know, maybe this has been helpful. Who knows? Who cares? Sweet tooth. Or um, diabetic kid. Let's just say that. Diabetic kid. Okay, so this week, people, I was looking for something, right? Hunting around, trying to find something new to read. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd heard the name Stephen Lever a lot, right? Heard the name Stephen Lever thrown around that he writes very good stuff. So, they had uh, Hard Landing on an Audible sale. So, I figured I'd check it out because if I dug it, there's 17 more books in the series. You know what I mean? So, it's something that, hey, there'd be plenty of uh, stuff to fall back on, which is never a bad thing. Plus, there's a whole heap of short stories, too. So, yeah, hard landing it was. Um, And, you know, the, uh, the gist of the story is this. Dan Spider Shepherd is used to putting his life on the line. Working for an elite undercover squad, he has lied, cheated, and conned in order to bring Britain's most wanted criminals to justice. But when a powerful drugs baron starts to kill off witnesses to his crimes, Shepherd is given his most dangerous assignment yet. He has to go undercover in a top security prison. A world where one wrong move will mean certain death. As Shepard gambles everything to move in on his quarry, he soon realises that the man he is hunting is even more dangerous than the police realise and that he is capable of striking outside the prison walls and hitting Shepherd where it hurts Ba-ba-boom. so um yes that is the gist of it people and um I think it, it's always I always find it interesting, right, when you jump into something like this, to how they play things out, right, what they give their characters to do, because you you also get a feel of what someone, like, what impact they're having on a book, by how often they're in it, and how, the you know, the history we get off a character, like, there's a certain character that dies in here, and you kind of figured it was coming at some point, because you don't really get any info on the person, you know, it's like, they're, they're talked about a little bit, but only because of their connection with someone else, and so, yeah, it's a bit like, I, yeah, I figured that was gonna come, right, and, and I think that's that's always a tell, that's always a tell, so it's, are they going to give you crazy loads of tells, right, are they um, going to do anything new here, you know, that that's always compelling, like, how are they going to, 
you know, cover ground that you've already heard numerous times in something, and are they going to give us anything new? You know, they, these are the big things. These are the big things, and we open up with a we open up with a killing, right? Which which is always like, oh, you know, we we get a character described, and uh, you know, he's driving with his wife. You know, she's telling us about oh how she's pregnant and she's looking forward to telling him. And uh, this is literally in the opening of the book, and it has no. Like, it, you know, it plays nothing into anything else that comes. So, that's the only reason I'm saying this. Because, hey, it's not spoiling anything. You know, but, um, yeah, so we're getting all of this. And then, all of a sudden, right, you know, motorcyclists. And you're thinking, okay, how's he going to get away from this? You know, at first you're like, oh, are they going to kill the wife? Then he's going to find out she was pregnant. And then she's gonna, he's going to go on a... Revenge strike, and then it's like, oh no, oh he gets killed. Okay, you know what I mean? It's a bit of a uh, surprise, you know. So we we're thinking, all right, interesting. Where are they going to? Uh, where are they going to take us now? Then, you know, where where's everything going to go? And. You know, we, we then jump... Well, we go to someone else, right? Because, for, you know, we, we start off with the people who will be testifying in court, potentially. So we have that as the build-up in the book. And then we get to... Uh, we get to old Spider, who's currently on an undercover job. So we have that He's on an undercover job and all of this And so we're like oh Okay okay Where are they going And Have to say Right The undercover job he's on <laughs> the, the way He gets out of Doing some grime It it does seem a little bait, right? Like, if I was the dude running the shop, I'd be like, wait, what the f... Nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, I do not... I do not think anyone normal is doing that shit. You know what I mean? And, and, and that, that was a big kind of like, huh, okay... And so, um, yeah, he get, he then gets given this new case, right? Get given this new case, and there's always issues, right? It's just, it's just like, oh, well, usually, if I'm gonna do something like this, I you know I expect amount this amount of time, and you know I need this sort of legend to be able to do my thing, and and all of that, and you're just like, huh, okay. Well, it does seem very loose. Does seem very loose. And the the way we're introduced to him, it's not like he's this hard dude, this brash character, all of that kind of jam. So, you know, we have moments in prison and he's just like, oh, well, I, I want to answer in this way, but 
I realise that blah blah blah. He he's a guy that's all about violence, and he would. And I'd be like, since when? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Because the, as much as that character we know, he ain't that. We have not seen that. You know what I mean? So it's just like, huh? Okay, if 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 that's what you say. That's what you say, Spider, right? And, and so we see him trying to uh, get away with shit on the inside, you know, because the big man he's after is a Gerald Carpenter. Ooh, not a nice guy. Not a nice guy at all, you know. He's uh, he yeah, he's bought everyone, bought everyone. And, you know, so when when we see Spider trying to get close to him, it really, man, I just thought, way too many questions. Like, way too many questions. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know the motherfucker. It's just like, oh, so, um, how are you, uh, how are you doing this? And how are you doing that? And, oh, did you pay for that? You paid someone on the outside. Or, oh, so, um, you know, what conditioner do you use? Yeah, no, I was, I was just wondering, do you wear pyjamas to bed or... It's just, like, way too much. Way too much shit. You know what I mean? It, it came off as a little, like, if that doesn't give anything away, I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't. Right? Doesn't give himself away, and you're just like, oh, so we're dealing with dum dums, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, yo, I could have infiltrated this motherfucking gang with the amount of knowledge I have because these peoples are stupid. Right, he he's doing certain things in jail, and you're just thinking to yourself, how the fuck is he getting away with that? Right, because listen, not there's not everyone in the jail knows who he is, and you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, obviously, right? But oh, then on the flip, the ones that don't know, you would think would be really kicking up a storm about some of the things he's doing but they're not and you're like well why not you mean like how are these people's not trying to rinse this motherfucker you know there's also you know obviously right there, there's the the component of things where his family don't like what he does you know what I mean? It, which is a little cliche. It's a little cliche, especially the family in law. You know what I mean? Don't like it. Don't like it. And you're just like, eh. I mean, yeah, okay. Okie dokie. But the more we get of, you know, the procedures and everything like that, like the undercover situation, because at no point. Are they, we we don't ever hear, you know, the, the police officer in charge. We don't ever hear him be like, okay, 
Who are the most likely people? Who has the information? Like, there's no SWOT analysis at the least, right? It, 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 the, the most basicest things you could like a SWOT analysis, right? Looking at the strengths and the weaknesses, the threats and the opportunities, right? Like nothing, nothing, which you're just thinking to yourself, but. How the fuck are you not just looking at who could have this info? Right? There's this saying, oh, I think there's one point it'd be like, oh, it could be on that, it could be some, any number of people, and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, if you really break it down, right, with everything that's happened, there's so there's some people with more access than others, and no, doesn't, we don't see that, which is, yeah, it's weird. Right, it's definitely weird, but you know, and um, it, it it's just some of the things that happen and just aren't questioned. You do kind of scratch your head, scratch your head a little bit, and go, um, how the fuck's no one ask about this, or why would they just do that? Uh, it, it always comes off as a little bit It's a little bit odd Right, just the whole prison thing And, and listen, I've not been, right I've not been So I don't know the exact procedures But it just all comes off as a little bit off Right, you, you're you kind of like Right, really? They they could They could do that? Huh. Uh, okay. Yeah, and you've got the whole safe house situation and and stuff like that, which does, you know, make you uh, roll your eyes a little bit. It's just the plausibility of it all, you know. Uh, towards the end. Towards the end is when the book really jumps the shark. It really goes, really goes at it. Which, hey, as a, uh, just a mindless enjoyment, it's okay. It's okay. But when you start to think about all of these situations, that's when you're like, um, I'm not sure if that's, if you could do that. That seems a bit much. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, it, it it's just to like the the thing that gets used to do a thing. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know, it's like someone says, um, "Do you want to play rock paper scissors?" And you pull out a bazooka. You'd be like, "Um, that's a little overkill for this one, son." <laughs> and, and that's how they go with this one thing. You're like. Um, that might be a bit much. That might be a bit much, son. <laughs> oh, man. And then at the very end, at the very end to right, wrap everything up, it did seem a little bit, you know, just a bit like, ah, that, that seems like an easy out for my man, man. Come on, really? Is that what we do? Because even I forget. I I could swear that 
before it happens. Like someone says, oh, he wants us to, uh, you know. Uh, and so you're just like, wait, really? You're just going to... Because you kind of figure, right, you could hit someone anywhere. Like, if you're meant to be a top marksman, you're like, surely you could just hit these people anywhere. Why would you... Why would you go straight for that? Right? It does make you kind of think, like, hmm... Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, hard-landing people. Listen... It it's not terrible. It's not terrible. I just I found it very difficult to believe in the scenarios and that uh, some of the relationships and things things of that nature. Because, you know, they just happen. Right? There's some things that are built up to right? Or you get an explanation of, oh, that works because blah 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 blah. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, there's some things that we, we don't get, right? And, and it was just, uh, yeah, why these two would, um, yeah, just do certain things, you know? Because you're just like, I don't even know. I don't know, man. Come on. What are we doing, you know? And then you're, you're going to close it like this? Really? You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I think if you're fans of, like, John Milton, um, I think this one, it it, it kind of speaks to that audience, right? I, I think they would like it. I think they'd dig it, you know? It's got, there is action and there's stuff, right? It, it's just separating yourself from consciousness to be like, all right, yeah, no, I completely believe that that could happen. Right, that's that's the main thing with this. But hey ho, so um, yeah, like all um, like all we do, it's on Audible people. It's read by Paul Fernley, who doesn't he doesn't do a bad job, you know, doesn't do a bad job. Although he he's carpenter doesn't sound menacing at all. I would say that, but uh, yes. It's on Audible, so if you want to get into the spider business, hard landing, you know, that's where to start with old Spider Shepherd people. Enjoy. Okay, people, so we have reached that time. We're at the end of another episode, but before we bounce... Let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV, shall we? Because, you know, there is always something, right? There's always something. So, um, the CW have uh, announced some of their full lineup premieres. On the 8th of October, we've got the third season of Nancy Drew making its premiere. On the 10th of October, Season 2 of Killer Camp starts. On the 13th of October, we got two shows. Season 3 of Batwoman. And Season 7 of Legends of Tomorrow. Then the next day, on the 14th, it's Season 4's of Legacy. On the 25th of October, we got Season 1 of the... 4400 revival 
and season four of All American. Then on the 28th of October, we got season two of Walker. And on the 16th of November, we've got season eight of The Flash and season six of Riverdale. So a lot of things to look forward to right there, people. Well, I guess if you are fans of uh, any of the shows, you know what I mean? Otherwise, hey, move along, move along. So, um, over on NBC, people, if you are a fan of um, Manifest, (sighs) unfortunately, people, the show is no more. Yep. They have pulled the plug. You know? Um, yeah, it's not going to get renewed for a full season, it would seem. You know? So, uh, there you go. You know? I don't know. I don't think it's going to get shopped around. So, um, yeah. It's done. Got to find something else to watch, people. But there is plenty out there, so I'm sure you will be fine. You know what I mean? Now, over on the Peacock, if you are looking forward to the new Joshua Jackson show, Dr. Death, well, that will be kicking off on the 15th of July. So, you know, it's based on a Wondery podcast that talks about... Christopher Dunch. You know, he was a, a Texan neurosurgeon who got accused of injuring and maiming 33 of his patients over two years. You know, it, it, which is insane, right? You're thinking, wait, how the fuck was that allowed to happen? Well, if you want to know, I guess. You know what I mean? You might want to check into Dr. Death. Because <laughs> it seems that that very well might have the answers. You know what I mean? It's uh, produced by Patrick McMamanus, Todd Black, Jason Blumenthal, Steve Tush, you know, and a few others. So, uh, yeah, you have that, people. Um, now, there was a lot of talk about the new Christing Bell show Queen Pins And it seems that right, It was a little bit of a bidding war for the show Which Paramount Plus And Showtime Were able to win For 20 million Whew. I mean it seems a lot Definitely seems a lot it's funny though because it's about a woman that did a crime and it's like being sold as an empowerment story. <laughs> you know I mean, it's just like, um, yeah, a suburban housewife fed up with being dismissed and overlooked by her husband and society decides to take back control of her life by starting an illegal coupon club. They're like, yeah, it's illegal, man. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of other things that she could have done if she had wanted to, but she did a crime. So, you know. (laughs) 
Oh, that's hilarious. So this is um, directed by Aaron Goudet and Gita Polapilli, and they wrote it as well. So, um, yeah, you have that to look forward to, people. Um, what else do we have? Well, another Showtime show. Um, we are getting a reimagining of American Gigolo. Yes. So it was an 80s film, and now it's going to be a 10-episode TV series. Right, so we're going to have um, John Berthenol as a Julian Kay. Right? And it's 15 years after he has been arrested for murder and struggling to find his footing in the modern-day Los Angeles sex industry. At the same time, he's seeking the truth about the setup that sent him to prison all those years ago and also hoping to reconnect with his one true love, Michelle, who's played by Gretchen Mole. So, um, yeah... Hello, man. If you enjoyed the original, you might dig this, right? Who knows? So, um, yeah, David Hollander, he, he wrote and directed the piece. And um, it's also starring Rosie O'Donnell, Lizzie Borsch, Gabrielle Labella, um, Leland Orsa. Wayne Brady as well. So yeah, there you go, people. Yes, a new Showtime series for you. Um, and we got a little bit of a Disney news for you, people. You know what I mean, let's end on that, right? So um, it would seem that um, it's a, a little bit of a Cinderella. Cinderella? I think it's Cinderella, right? Um, gosh, no, it's Beauty and the Beast. Yes, that's the one. Right, so we're getting a uh, a spin-off of that, right? It, it's a prequel, in fact. And it is uh, Gaston and Le Fleur. Right, so, uh, yes, it's going to be starring Josh Gad and Luke Evans Um, Also Brian Middleton Is going to be in the piece Playing Tilly Lafleur's stepsister Right so um, It's set years before Beauty And the Beast um, And will follow Gaston on the floor as they set off On an unexpected journey With Tilly after a surprising Revelation from her past Comes to light while the mysteries of the past are uncovered and the dangers of the present grow, old friends and new enemies reveal that this familiar kingdom harbors many secrets. Dom dom dom! It's going to be ten episodes, right? So it is executive produced and written by uh, Gad and uh, Edward. Um, along with Adam Horwitz and they're all going to be um, show running the piece so yeah I guess if you're a fan of Beauty and the Beast 
and, um, and you like the live version, then uh, you are probably happy about that one. And listen, so the recent Loki TV series, instead of dropping on a Friday, it came on a Wednesday, right? Which seemed a bit of a, a shake-up, right? And um, yeah, it was because... Wednesday is now the new day for launches on Disney Plus. Which, I mean, probably makes sense because, you know, then it opens up your Fridays for your feature films and whatnot. Right, so, um, other ones that you can look forward to. Monsters at Work will be hitting on the 7th of July. Turner and Hooch on the 16th. Behind the Attraction on the 21st, Chippendale Park Life, um, Turning the Tables with Robin Roberts, and The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, they will all be dropping on the 28th, on the 4th of August we got Season 2 of Short Circuit, and on the 18th is Growing Up Animal. So, uh, yeah, and there you go, people. TV series are now a Wednesday thing. So, people, that is us. We are done. And, uh, people, enjoy your week. We will have a little something special dropping for you. Um, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to reveal anything yet. Just, uh, just know... It's involving a very popular author. Ha <laughs> Yep, yeah. Little Echoes from the Void exclusive. So we have that coming. Echo Chamber tomorrow, as we do. So there's a lot of things to look forward to. Chin Check will be... We've got one today. We've got another on Friday. So people, check out the other podcasts. Have fun. And enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.